This is Solid Talk. Speaking out loud in depth. Check it out. Speaking out loud in depth. Cancel culture can't keep me in check. In front beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. God bless you, family. Praise the Lord. My name is Brother Greg. This is Solid Talk, speaking out loud in depth. Today, I learned something new. Today, I got an email from this spam thing that I usually would ignore, but for some reason, I didn't ignore it this time. I opened it up this morning. I don't know why they keep sending me these trivia emails. I feel like I unsubscribed. But even though I unsubscribed, they just continuously send me these things. And when I read it this morning, I read about this idea of the peeping Tom. Now, we might have heard about, most of us have heard the phrase peeping Tom, right? We've heard this phrase peeping Tom. But the question is, do we actually know where that phrase comes from do we actually really understand the origins of the term peeping tom so this little email actually filled me in about where that phrase comes from and what i learned was that it's way more to it than what meets the eye so what I want to do really quickly is I want to read you this story about Peeping Tom. It's a very quick story. As a matter of fact, I got half of mine to just summarize it and just spare you reading it. But as a matter of fact, let's go ahead and see if we can get it on the screen for everyone. Bless the Lord. Uh, and I'm going somewhere with this, obviously. So just kind of stick with me a little bit. I want to take our time and and hook this up. So peeping tom who what is peeping tom if we look and see the origins of this phrase it says lady godiva was a noble woman who lived in coventry england in the 11th century together with her husband leofric iii earl of mercia lady godiva founded the monastery at coventry in 1043 that's the year 1043 leofric quickly became active in public affairs handling financial matters that arose as the town of coventry grew around the monastery the tax burden on the on the peasant population also grew as mandated by leofric and soon lady godiva began her campaigning for tax reduction so basically what's happening is these people are in charge of a town and since they've been in charge the taxes have just become almost unbearable and this wife who is lady godiva she is trying to get her husband to lower the taxes so here goes the kicker legend has it that godiva sent advance word to the no matter of fact let's back it up as the story goes leofric agreed to the reduction on one condition he would reduce the local taxes when his wife would ride naked through the market square of coventry once lady godiva ensured that she truly had his permission to ride naked through the town she announced she would do it 
Legend has it that Godiva sent advance word to the townspeople of Coventry, asking them to avert their eyes as she rode naked through the market. Out of respect for Godiva, all complied with her wishes, except one tailor named Tom, who could not help but sneak a peek as she rode by. Immediately after viewing her, Tom was struck blind. From this story comes the phrase Peeping Tom. Historians generally agree that this portion of the story was added on as an embellishment much later in the history of the actual event. There is historical evidence for details of the Lady Godiva story. Okay, so it goes on to tell you a little bit more detail. But what I want to focus on tonight, one thing I want to focus on tonight is this idea of Peeping Tom and the fact that he could not resist he could not resist looking at Lady Godiva. Now, here's the tricky thing about it, right? I don't know what type of stuff her husband was on where this was the one stipulation that he wanted to have that would allow her to be able to ride through this, you know, to be able to lower the taxes is for her to ride through this town naked. But whatever the case, that's the cockamamie scheme that he came up with in his mind. And he said, you know what? I want you to ride through this city naked. Now, in some ways, you almost got to ask yourself, can I really blame Tom? You know what I mean? Can I really blame Tom? The reason why they didn't want to look at her riding through the city naked was because they wanted to preserve her modesty. Now, some of the accounts that I saw said that she, her hair was long and it covered the top of her body. And this is one of these urban legend type things. So who really knows if and how it really went down? But suffice it to say, this is where we get the phrase peeping Tom from. And it says a lot about just the desire sometimes for a man to look. I mean, you're thinking this is the, the king's wife. So, you know, she looks good. Or oh, these are the people who run the city. So, you know, you know, she looks good. You know what I mean? At, at this time, modesty was the way that women dressed. So to see a naked woman that wasn't your wife or a harlot or somebody that you're sleeping with is probably like unheard of. Right. So all of these people are trying to protect her in a sense. But here comes Tom. He wants to see this spectacle. And when I read that story, it made me think a lot about men and the desire to uh, peep and also men and the, the and the result of peeping. Because the result of Tom's peeping was that he was struck blind. And immediately when I heard that, I thought about Samson in the word of God. I thought about when he dealt with Delilah and he was sleeping with Delilah. He was having this raunt, this... Uh, tryst with Delilah and she was trying to get him to reveal his secrets and he was just so cocky and so smitten with her lust that he just was like oh she ain't gonna ever get me and finally she put on the waterworks she said Samson if you really love me you'll 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 tell me what your secret is lo and behold he tells her he gives his strength to the woman which the bible says don't give your strength to women and all of a sudden they cut off his hair and they literally blind Samson. Then I think about another man in the Bible. I think about David and how he was supposed to be at war with the men of his of Israel. But instead, 
he decided to stay back and all of a sudden he's just out lounging around bored and he's looking and he's he peeps he peeps and he sees Bathsheba on the roof taking a bath right and because of his peeping all of a sudden he became a that he was allured by her he was he was lured by her she was alluring and now what we have is he's summoning her he's sleeping with her impregnating her trying to get Uriah killed to cover the whole thing up there's a whole mess that comes when men make the decision to peep and there's a whole consequence that comes when men make the decision to peep and so going back to the samson story in the word of god the account that we have of samson samson got to a point where he realized that his lust had gotten him to a place where he had nothing else to lose because of samson's lust samson was blinded he became physically blind he became physically blind but once samson got held captive now he's become a spectacle they're having him fight animals in, in these coliseums and he's there people are probably paying to see him and stuff like that and he basically has become a mockery a joke just a form of entertainment he's basically being used by the system Samson made a decision. He said, you know what? I've let this system get out of control because I've given it too much power. I gave Delilah the source of my power. I gave my strength to women. I gave her the secret to what causes me to be able to live holy, to be able to have strength. Well, I don't know if he's living holy. He wasn't doing that. But it was the secret. He, she, he gave her the secret to his strength. And he said, you know what? I know that I'm physically blind. I know that, that my situation is beyond repair physically because they literally gouged Samson's eyes out, if I'm not mistaken, right? In the word of God, they literally plucked his eyes out and just made him like just this beastly animal and stuff like that. But he made a decision. He said, you know what? Things have gotten so bad. But even though things have gotten bad, I'm going to destroy this system. And I don't care if by destroying the system, I get destroyed in the process. But I've made up my mind that I'm willing to destroy this system because this system has ruined me and I'm not going to let it ruin everybody else. So what Samson actually decided was he said, you know what? I'm going to break this whole stadium down. I'm going to tear down all it. You know what? Invite everybody. This is the Mayweather and uh, Logan Paul fight or, or the Mayweather and Pacquiao fight. Invite everybody to the stadium because what I'm going to do, I'm going to destroy this thing from the ground up. I know you've damaged me physically, but I'm going to win this spiritual battle and I'm going to win this battle against the system. So where am I going with this? The title of tonight's solid talk says peeping Tom and the choice that every man will have to make. Am I 37 years now of life and just, you know, especially coming into knowing the Lord? I've come to the conclusion that every man 
needs to make a choice that he's willing to die for what he believes in. Every man has to make the choice that he's willing to die for what he believes in. And the reason why we're having this discussion tonight is because our society is reaching, and, and I will say has reached a point where it's almost becoming unbearable for a man who is sound and clothed in his right mind to be able to tolerate the foolishness that's going on in this society. Let me get my disclaimers out now. I'm not inciting any violence. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. All right. So Paul said that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. But we wrestle against spiritual wickedness and high places and darkness and the rulers of this world and principalities. So it's a spiritual battle. But just like Samson, Samson made up in his mind, in order for me to win this spiritual battle against the system, I'm going to have to sacrifice myself. And what we have going on in our culture today is just a ton of buffoonery that has just run amok and has gotten so bad now that they're coming for the children. They're coming for the little ones. They're pushing all of these agendas in school. They have drag queen story time. Some of you might have seen recently, they actually had the San Francisco gay male choir came out with a song where they literally told you that they're going to try to convert your children. I think they've been taking a video down off of YouTube, but if you search hard enough, you'll be able to find it. Now, of course, they say that they're doing it in jest, that there is satire and they're making a joke and they're making fun of the. I guess the 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 what they would call the lunacy of conservatives or the Christians or something like that. But is it really a joke? Because more and more every day we see that. They are coming for the children. They're coming for them with the curriculum. They're coming for them in the cartoons. They're coming for them in the movies. Right? And then we have all of this other stuff going on, too. We've got uh, the president of these United States literally saying that we're going to go door to door to administer this vaccine. Here's my thing. If somebody, I don't even know if I was supposed to say that word. <laughs> anyway, I done said it now. If somebody wants to take the jab, then they'll go out and take it. We don't need door-to-door salesmen or door-to-door henchmen to come and tell us to take it. If, look, if you want to take it, do your thing. More power to you. But don't impose on those of us who don't want to put that substance in our body that mRNA or whatever it is, if we don't want to take the jab, we don't want to take it. I don't trust it. I have no reason to trust it. The government has given me no reason at all to trust anything that comes from it. I place my faith in Christ alone. That's it. <laughs> That's it. My faith is in Christ alone. I'm not worried about this virus. I'm not worried about this jab. I'm not worried about any of it. I'm, I'm really carefree about it. What actually is concerning me, though, is these tyrannical. Now, you might say, oh, it's not tyrannical yet, but look at how this stuff incrementally 
Okay, first is 15 days to slow the spread. And now we done went well over a whole year and a half now, probably about a year and a half. Okay, now it's, all right, you got to, got to take this jab. We want you to take this jab. Now is we're going to be sending people door to door for you to take it. And it's, 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 it's getting to a point where men are going to have to decide, am I willing to fight this foolishness that I see going on? You got these female athletes, they're having them compete with men. Then I saw a story the other day. There was a lady in the spa. I think it was in California. I'm not sure. She's in the spa with her daughter. And they're both in the steam room or something like that. And all of a sudden, this quote unquote transgender woman walks in, which is a man who still has male genitalia. And he has the male genitalia exposed in front of this woman and the kid. So the people at the spa, the the patrons of the spa, the women, they get upset and they talk to the front desk about it. And the front desk is actually taken up for the other patron. So this is the lunacy that we live in today. And as much as it would be lovely to just turn the other eye and just let the world be the world and let them do them, the fact of the matter is that the the devil is encroaching. All right. This is not a you do you, you do you, I'm going to do me type thing. This is something way deeper than that. This is something where they are imposing on other people's views, right? They want to make you address them a certain type of way. They want to make you, glory to the Lamb of God, they want to make you um, be in the same bathroom or locker room with somebody. They want to make you allow this person to play this sport, even though anyone with an ounce of common sense in their minds understands that it's not a fair competition. So this is what we are facing is encroachment. Now the question is, how is it that the devil is able to encroach so easily? It's almost like these things that we're witnessing are not facing any resistance whatsoever, right? Where is the resistance? Well, one of the purposes of men is to preserve that's one of the things that God has placed men on the earth for. We're supposed to preserve and resist. Men are supposed to be in a position of defense, a position of a standard. The Bible says when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against it. There's supposed to be a standard that we should be abiding by in this country based off of, uh, really the principles of this country, but also based off of just the conscience that God has instilled in each and every one of us. The Bible talks about how um, God has placed these things on our conscience, right? He's placed right and wrong on the conscience of even the Gentiles. So I'm asking this question tonight, what will it take for men to stand up? Because the reason why the devil is able to encroach is because of comfort and amenities. We're very rich and fat in this country. 
and men especially, we are inundated with lust. You can find lust right at your fingertips. You can you can you can find lust when you're not even looking for it. <laughs> you ain't even got to be you can be looking for something innocent, and you type in the wrong thing, and all of a sudden something pops up on your phone, and you weren't even expecting it. I actually had to change the name of one of these videos, one of these solid talks the other week. I named the solid talk lifting up the skirts, which was a biblical example, a biblical illustration that the Lord gave. And a buddy of mine, brother Tim, told me, he said, I clicked on your video, but it gave me like a message that said this video might not be appropriate or something like that. And so the reason why is because I guess people make these upskirt videos and they saw YouTube saw the title of my video say upskirt. So it got an automatic flag, even though that wasn't what I was showing and wasn't what I was talking about. So I wasn't even thinking about it that way. The Bible says to the pure, all things appear. Um, but anyway, it just shows you the type of world that we live in. And men were inundated with lust is all around us and it's hard to resist it's hard to not be a peeping tom because when 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 tom got caught peeping he went blind so what's happening now is the men the men of this society we're so and when i say we we i'm talking about overall men not necessarily men of the church but even men of god struggle with this stuff too it's so much around us and we're so comfortable and we're so fat and we're so rich that it's taking the fight out of us. We have to make a decision to sacrifice our comfort level for a greater purpose. I don't have kids, so I'm not at the schools monitoring the curriculum. But if I had a kid, best believe I'd be one of them parents. I'm at the PTA meeting. I'm popping up in the classroom some days. I need to see what y'all teaching. I need to know what's going on because this stuff is crazy. And maybe even not having a kid, maybe I just need to be there anyway because there needs to be some men that are going to stand up for this stuff. But one thing Pastor Price always says, he says that you can't fight against what's in you. And the reason why the devil is able to move forward with these agendas is because he is capitalizing off of uh, silly women and weak men. The devil uses women and weak men to get his agenda across. This is why every place you see, there's an attempt to basically emasculate men and to prop up women because the devil wants to be able to control everything that's going on in the earth. And God gave the dominion to man. But if man abdicates that dominion and gives it to the devil, now he's able to pull the strings. And this is why we have all of this crazy stuff going on. And very few people are actually mobilizing to stand up against it. We don't we're not able to stand up against it without getting canceled, quote unquote, without losing your job, quote unquote. So at some point unless there is an intervention and that intervention is going to have to come through men, really godly men, but it could also to a certain degree just happen with like men in general. Somebody got to put a stop to this nonsense. Look, I'm just going to, I'm just going to come out and say it. It's a bunch of silly stuff going on right now. 
it's a bunch of stuff that don't make no sense. And everybody just got to sit here and just act like it's normal. We got to sit here and watch abominations and perversions just run freely in the land with no resistance whatsoever. Because somewhere along the lines, the tables would turn. Because when you become a peeping Tom, you lose your vision. You lose your sight. So some of those men are not even able to see what's going on because they're a part of it. They're the lustful men. They're the male feminists. They're the woke guys. The, the perverts. They're these type of guys. They, they, they're, they're blinded. And then you have other people that might be able to see a little bit what's going on. But but if, if they are peeping Tom, they become blinded and maybe they can hear what's going on, but they're not able to fight. They're not able to fight. And so I do believe that it's got to get to a place where men got to be willing to lose certain things if we care about these generations that are going to come after us. I don't have a kid, but I don't want to. And when, well, when, the main reason I have a kid is because I'm not married. I ain't having no kid out of wedlock. But even if I was married, as the world is today, I don't want to bring a kid into this world. Now, I can control my kid's environment to a certain degree. I can maybe homeschool them. I can watch, you know, monitor what they watch. But eventually they'll grow up. And this is not the world that I want to bring them in. It doesn't make any sense that so many people are having to turn to homeschool when we pay taxes and the majority of people don't want this foolishness in schools. But where is the male voice on the issue? Because that's 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 what's going to bring about the change. Men are generally more conservative by nature than women. If you actually look at how men vote, men actually vote overwhelmingly more conservative than women. And the reason why that is, is because men have this thing in us where we understand the need to preserve boundaries. I'm not saying women don't understand. There's a lot of women that understand right from wrong. There's a lot of, um, especially godly women, they know right from wrong. They understand boundaries. But men have this thing where they're going to put their feelings aside. They're going to look at the long term. They're going to look at the full vision of the outcome of this situation. They shouldn't be making knee-jerk reactions. They shouldn't be going along with something because it's nice or it sounds like a good idea or it feels good to people. All of that stuff is irrelevant. The real thing that we need to really decide here is, okay, what's right and what's wrong? What's beneficial and what's a hindrance? This is what has to happen. So all of us got to get, get, get ourselves in order, men, um, everybody. And it's not easy. It's not easy. I struggle with it sometimes too because it's so, it's so prevalent. It's so prevalent. You go on Instagram or something like that now, and you just, it's like you can barely get through Instagram without seeing 
seeing one of these silly women on there with some half naked. They start the picture off with their butt hanging out the screen like this, right? So it's like with men, there is, you know, we're attracted to women. If you're a normal man, you are attracted to women. So when you see a woman and she's a very attractive woman, especially like a shapely woman, it's going to cause you to want to look. It's hard not to be a peeping Tom sometimes because it's a spectacle. It's a spectacle. It's like if I were to see a car accident and then I drove past a car accident like, like I didn't see it. Okay. If I know that there's a car accident over there, I can see it out the corner of my eye. Yes, technically, I can make a very strong effort not to look at that car accident, but it's going to take almost everything within me because you want to know what's going on. You want to know, is it, did somebody get hurt? Is it is, what type of damage is on that car? I hope it's not somebody I know. I, I pray that everybody's all right. There's a whole myriad of things that are going on in your mind because it's a spectacle. And the way that men are designed, my cousin Jerry taught me this. I don't know if it's true or not, but he said that the reason why men are attracted to shapely women is because of our reptilian brain. He said that when a woman has shapes and curves, you know what I'm saying? If she's voluptuous, what that indicates to your reptilian brain or your hind brain rather is, or maybe that's what it's also called, I think. Basically, it shows you that she's able to reproduce. So you're thinking, okay, like, like in, in our regular mind, you're just thinking, man, she looks good. But his point is like in our, in our, I guess maybe hind brain, the signal that you're receiving is that woman is ripe for production. She could bear me some kids really easily and she'll be able to, you know, feed those kids very easily. <laughs> that'd be the comp that'd be the new compliment you're gonna give to women. Like, you know what? You would be able to feed my kids really easily. <laughs> but seriously though, it's like that's what's going on in your mind. So it's almost like this thing where you almost it's a spectacle. It's like a, it's like seeing somebody dunk on somebody. I've probably seen somebody dunk on somebody about a, at least a hundred times in my life. I've seen somebody cross somebody up and then make a shot at least a thousand times in my life. But literally every time I see it, it's impressive. Like every time I see it, it, it oh ah, and they that's what the crowd does. Oh ah, ooh, Kobe, LeBron, you know what I mean? So it's a spectacle. So we have to get to this place where whatever your visceral reaction is, let it be your visceral reaction, but we cannot succumb to the lust of the eyes and the lust of the flesh because it's causing us to give our strength away. And because we're distracted and we're inundated with lust, we're not willing to fight or die for anything. Why would I be willing to die for anything if I'm supposed to meet up with this girl I've been DMing and we supposed to hook up on Saturday for Netflix and chill? I got too much going on in my life right now. There's too I'm living high off the hog. I got too much. My DMs too much, too popping. 
for me to worry about what's going on in this society with these kids. It's, it's you know, my DMs too popping for me to worry about what's going on with the government and how they're imposing beyond our rights. I got too much selfishness going on. And it's hard, it's hard to resist. It's like the devil has handed us everything, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh that we want. He's handed it to us on a silver platter. And it's like an unlimited amount. It's like an all-you-can-eat buffet. You go on Instagram. I guess they got this thing OnlyFans now. You go on OnlyFans now. You can see the girl next door. The girl next door used to be a fantasy. Now, now the girl next door got a got a uh, OnlyFans. So it's right at our fingertips. And we've got to do better not succumbing to this foolishness. So the question that I'm asking tonight, family, is what will it take for men to stand up? I'm going to put a link in this chat. And anyone who wants to come on this live stream, if you want, you can come on here and you can kind of talk to me a little bit about this issue. It takes a lot not to be a peeping Tom. You know what I mean? This I've, I'm, I've learned and I'm learning that this is not a once you conquer it, then it's, it's like over. This is a deliverance that requires maintenance because you can go right back to where you were. You know what I mean? You can start off looking for some innocent I started off looking for, so so I'm trying to make these videos and these songs, and I'm thinking about hiring an actress, you know, because I just don't know how I feel about, you know, like sometimes it just don't feel like, like I'd be having the right people around me, and sometimes I think about asking people I know, or even people from the channel that I might know, or something like that, to be in the video. But I don't want people to be like he got the girls from the channel on this video. Like I don't, I'm not sure exactly yet how I feel about that. So I'm like, well, why don't I hire an actress to just be neutral? So I'm looking up DMV actresses. Um, that's why DC, Maryland, Virginia. That's the area I live. DC actresses and. Uh, I got a little bit more than what I asked for. Okay. I got a little bit more than what I asked for. Uh, found out that they're Christian actresses, Christian models. So that was a thing. I think I got, I, I said the other day, the other solid talk about a month ago. How can you, you know, is there anything, is there any such thing as like a Christian model and stuff like that? And I think there is a place for it because I'm actually put potentially in need of one. <laughs> So if somebody filming a, a harmless video or you got a clothing line and you want somebody to, to, to model your modest or neutral clothing line, then you need somebody to model it, right? So you can be a, a model and still be modest, right? You can be a model and still be modest. It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't gonna, you might not get the same views like everybody else. You might not get the same amount of likes, but I guess it's possible. Glory to the Lamb of God. So I'm asking that question tonight. Let's see what's going on in the chat. Sorry about that. I was like super parched when I got here. And uh, I'm drinking this. Coconut water with the coconuts in it. So every time I drink, it like got these little chewy bits. All right. So let's see. 
Glory to God in the highest. Man, God is just so good. I like the scripture that JT Fodio put in here. Job 31 and 1. I made a covenant with my eyes not to look with lust at a young woman. That's a scripture that I have not heard in a while, and that's a scripture that I need to resolve in my spirit. That's what has to happen. We have to make a covenant with our eyes, men and women. We have to make a covenant with our eyes because it is a spectacle, and you can't let it let it fester. You can't let it fester. I was looking at a brother in Christ. I think his name is Levi Price or somebody. A pretty pretty extreme dude. Um, I don't watch him too much, but I've I've seen his a, a little bit of his stuff. Anyway, I watched something recently where he was talking about sin and why we end up backsliding into sin. And he said that the thing that he's learned is a lot of times we master an area of sin in our lives, or we think we have mastered an area of sin in our lives. But if we don't let, if we don't get rid of all of the sin then sin from a whole different area of your life can actually cause other, you know, things that you were delivered, you know, delivered from to actually resurface because all of it at the end of the day is just sin. And a lot of times we can do what my brother Randy calls a parallel, which is like, you think you're delivered from lust. So you're not looking at anything sexual, but now you're overeating on the the wings and the fries and the chips and stuff like that. And so now we're still lustful. We don't think it's lust because we associate lust in our mind as something that has to do with sex. But in actuality, we're still lusting over the food. And most of the time we can feel, or at least let me speak for myself, I can feel when that's going on. I can tell by the way my house looks. I can tell just by like my spiritual activity, how active I've been. I can tell by how much I've been eating. I can tell sometimes by my energy level. And by energy, I mean literally like my energy, how much vitality or fatigue I have. And it's like, man, we have to live holistic lives. That's God's desire for us. He doesn't want anything crazy for us, but he wants us to live holistic lives. That's all he's really asking for. And one of those fruits of the spirit is temperance, which is self-control. That's what allows us to lead those type of lives. (laughs) Sister Reese says, Samson was stupid. (laughs) Very plainly put. Absolutely. Here's another scripture. J.T. Fodio puts in Esther chapter 1, verses 10 through 11. On the seventh day of the feast, drunk King Xerxes told servants to bring Queen Vashti to him with the crown on her head. He wanted the nobles and all the other men to gaze on her beauty. Wow. Yeah, there's so much to be said about all of these different type of things and different type of decisions. You know, but that thing, it cost Tom his life, being a peeping Tom. So so some of the accounts said that he went blind and some of the, the accounts say that he actually died as a result of looking for looking at her. Now, here's the kicker. And this is why I say, can you really blame Tom? This woman 
Godiva, just like the chocolates that we eat. Sorry, that's got to be my last swig of that. Because every time I eat, I got you. I got to edit this out the podcast and all that. All right. <laughs> this woman, Godiva, whatever type of man she was married to, he had to be some sort of crazy, perverted, weak man because he caused her to ride through the town naked on a horse. What type of man do you have to be? And maybe this is what you, we were JT Fodio men about um, the king and uh, Queen Vashti. What type of man do you have to be? That the only way you're going to lower the taxes is if this woman rides through the town naked on a horse. Like, what are you what are you getting from that? And then also look at what type of burden you're putting on all the other men in the town. Do you think that Tom was the only man that was curious to, to, to look? And the wild thing about it was everybody was not looking at her in order to preserve her modesty. And that's, that's, that's what we see today. We see all of these women getting half naked, literally putting it out on a platter for everybody. And then they have the nerve to come to you and say, you should not slut shame or you should not victim blame or you should not um, think of me as this type of way or you got this toxic masculinity. Um, you shouldn't be complimenting me and street harassing me on the street. So you literally walking down the street with a halter top and some booty shorts on. And the minute a, a guy in his innate, he sees you, you look like you're presenting as though you are mating and he wants to mate with you because <laughs> both of y'all acting like some animals. And all he's doing is just doing what, what okay, this is an attractive woman. I want to flirt with her. And if if he's not cute enough for her, or handsome enough for her, then it becomes street harassment. But if that guy was like Matthew McConaughey or somebody or Tom Cruise or Idris Elba, all of a sudden it's no longer street harassment. It's, hey, I met a nice guy today. I'm getting to know him. You know, we got a date on Friday. And it's just funny how that works. Like, I don't know, maybe it's just me. I just think it's funny how that works. Like if a guy is staring at a girl mysteriously from across the room, if he's some sort of incel or he just plays video games all day or he looks like Steve Urkel, he's a creep. But if he looks like James Bond or, you know, Sean Connery in his prime or uh, I don't even be knowing Trey Songs or somebody, now all of a sudden he's mysterious. He's handsome. He had he has bedroom eyes. And it's just funny how that works. It's almost as though if the outcome works for the woman, then it's exactly what she aimed for. But if it doesn't, then all of a sudden she becomes a victim. It's just funny how that all how convenient that is. But anyway, they lay this stuff out for you. You know what I mean? They 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 come out with the OnlyFans. They come out with all this different type of stuff right in front of you and then shame you for it. 
they think that it's up to you to be able to preserve them as modest. That he's parading his wife around the town, and they to preserve her modesty are not looking at her. My question is, why is it that? Why isn't it that she's immodest for the fact that she's riding around the town naked on a freaking horse? Why is that my responsibility to to police myself? in order to preserve something that benefits her, right? And that's exactly what we see going on today. Basically, they tie men's hands behind their backs. And what was happening is a lot of a lot of it now, the guys, they, not, they don't want to say nothing. The guys now, they making a decision, I ain't going to flirt on the job. You know, I think, you know, uh, you know Tiffany cute, but I ain't going to flirt with Tiffany because if I say the wrong thing, she ain't, she ain't going, hey, she going to accuse me of saying of, 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 of violating her with my words. So a lot of guys are making a decision. They just like, hey, I ain't, I ain't dealing with it. I'm not falling into that trap. I'm not falling into that game. And that's where we get a lot of these movements that we see now, like MGTOW and to a certain degree in sales and stuff like that. And we'll talk about that another day. That's not what we're talking about tonight, but all of that to say this is the challenge that we're facing it's just this this situation where people put everything out there they set it up for you to fail basically and you got to practically take all your might not to fall into the trap man here's another scripture Matthew 5 and 29, Jesus speaking. So if your eye, even your good eye, causes you to lust, gouge it out. Throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. Man, that's a powerful scripture. Sister Stephanie says, and there's a whole mess of consequences that come when men aren't where they're supposed to be. King David was supposed to be on the battlefield with his men. Exactly, sister. It's like we have to make a decision that we're where we are supposed to be as men. This is why this stuff has been able to creep in. Because you didn't have any men to stand up and say that's wrong. We know right from wrong. And if you step up and you say it and you get ostracized for it, so be it. This is why I'm saying this is decision. This is the decision that men will have to make. Am I willing to die for this? Sometimes it's not literal death. Sometimes it's death on your job, death in your reputation, death in your social status, because I'm not going to go along with what everybody else is doing if I think it's stupid or I think it's wrong. This is what we have to come to. And the enemy is not playing for keeps. He's pulling out all the stops. As I said, it's your prerogative if you want to take this va- this uh, jab. My mom took it. But, I mean, you know, my aunts took it. My uncles have taken it. But they're making this so now they want to, they're trying to get everybody and they're pulling out all the stops. You guys have probably seen 
they took the song back that thing up and they changed it to vax that thing up so cash money juvenile little uh juvenile manny fresh it used to be Lil wayne but they they switched them out for mia x all the new orleans crew they got together they were promoting a dating app called blk and they were also promoting people getting vaccinated so that so that they can meet from the dating app and hook up okay so we're more concerned about this virus than we're concerned about other viruses but i digress from that point right now but anyway they're making this song they took i hate to call it a classic but i'd be lying if i said it wasn't they took a classic like back that thing up and they basically just desecrated it for the sake of this jab so some of these marketing people have said you know what if we take this classic song and we put this song in there it's going to cause some of these people to take the jab that's their expectation now if you're like me you're thinking who's going to listen to this song and hear this song and let the song be the inspiration as to why they get the jab or not to me if you would if you wanted it you would have gotten it by now it shouldn't be this song that's going to convince me to to be able to take it or to want to take it rather but these are experts and i believe they did some market research and they came out with it for a reason look nobody's going to pay them whatever amount of money they paid them without expecting a return on those results so they obviously think that there's something that's going to happen as a result of that but you're absolutely right sister we you know man we got to get in position we got to be willing to say, forget all of this stuff, man. Look, I live a relatively cushy and comfortable lifestyle. So it's going to take a lot of uh, dying to self to be able to just be like, you know what? I'm just going to say something. I'm just going to say something. This stuff is ridiculous. <laughs> no, that's not a man. No, that's not a woman. This stuff is stupid. You're crazy. Like somebody's got to say it. Um, as men of God, our death is spiritual. We have to have a, a, we have to be willing to die spiritually for the things of Christ. And what I mean by that is we have to yield ourselves to the great commission. We have to yield, yield ourselves to the spirit of God. We have to yield ourselves to fasting and prayer for this country, for our relatives. One of the things the Lord convicted me on this week, I don't really pray a lot for the actual country and the actual, you know, like society. Most of my prayers are about individuals, like about individual people I know that are going through specific things, heal such and such, help such and such with this struggle. Lord, help me deal with this. Lord, forgive me for that. These are my type of prayers usually like personal prayers but i believe the lord wants me and us to begin to pray for this nation and this world more if you do it already praise the lord but i believe that he wants us he wants me to do that more because that's the dying that we do spiritually that's what it takes that's what it takes for us. We have to be able to um, die to the desires of our own flesh so that God can flow through us and use us the way he wants to use us. And he said that his grace is sufficient 
his grace is sufficient. So we have to go to him in those areas where we are weak and say, listen, Lord, I need your grace because I'm weak in this area. And once we begin to acknowledge that, that's when he'll actually begin to be able to use us. That's when he'll actually begin to speak to us and we'll be able to hear him clearly when we recognize that his grace is sufficient. It's sufficient. Glory to the Lamb of God. I want to drink my drink again, but I said I wasn't. It's going to cause me to chew for another 15 seconds. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Glory to God. Here's a comment from Sister Ann. I don't think they should force the jab. Besides, I can't take due to an allergy to latex. It has literally affected my heart. Wow. I really believe there's something fishy with the jab. That's the, that's the thing. Some people legitimately have underlying health conditions where it might not be in their best interest to take it. You have an allergy to apparently what I'm, I guess is one of the ingredients, latex. So what are you supposed to do with that? You know what I mean? But it's probably going to be a matter of time unless we really stand up and mobilize. It's probably going to be a, you know, a matter of time before they make this thing. You know, it's just like the market of beasts. I'm not saying this is the market of beasts. I don't think it is because the market of beasts says you have to go in your right hand and your forehead. But it says that he causeth all. Causeth all to take the market of beasts. What that means is he may tell you directly that you have to take it, but there's other little circumstances that can cause you to have to take it. The only way I can buy or sell is to have it. So now I'm he has caused me to take it because I want to save my life and I don't want to lose my life. The only way I can go to work is to have it. So now he's by, by association or proxy, he's caused me to take it. So that's what it has to be. Sister Carol says, let's all stand strong in the faith. Absolutely. Brother Israel says they can't force entry into your home. Yeah, for now they can't. And I praise God that they can't, you know, and in, and the only way for us to be able to preserve that right is for us to hold on to that right. What the fear mechanism, th this whole thing has been a psychological operation. I'm not saying the virus is, is not real. It is real. I know people who have had it. But something fishy is about it, and they are using it to propagate fear. And as a result of that, it has caused us to give up rights. It has caused things to go un, what's the word, unabated with no resistance at all because of the fear. So, yeah, as of right now, they can't come into your home. Well, I'm telling you, if they come to this home, I'm going to be like that old picture of Malcolm X. I don't know if y'all know that picture where Malcolm X was like looking out his window or standing at the door or something and he just had a gun in his hand. That's how I'm going to feel. 
I'm have a spiritual weapon. I ain't promoting no violence. <laughs> I don't own the AK-47 or whatever gun it was that he had. But hey, I like what Sister Nishi says. So what? Let's get canceled. And that's what I'm saying, sister. So what? Let's get canceled. The thing, the challenge, and what I'm saying about it is. There's so much leisure, just like we talked about last week. I think you guys said the word, the exact word for it, and I didn't see it until after I got off the live stream and I looked at the comments again, but the word was hedonism. There's so much hedonism that's going on in this country right now. Hedonism, let's look up the definition of that. Well, I'm telling you, I looked it up after y'all said it, and it was exactly because I was talking about this generation specifically like this millennial generation that I'm in and some of the ones that are after us. And man, it's like all we want to do 24 seven is party. No one wants to grow up. No, everybody is blindsided by the idea of adulting and having responsibility and people have become godless. The definition of hedonism, according to Merriam Webster, the doctrine that Pleasure or happiness is the sole or chief good in life. I'm telling you, man, y'all hit the nail on the head on that one. The doctrine that pleasure or happiness is the sole or chief good in life. What that translates into is do as thou wilt. You only live once. If it feels good, do it. These are all of the messages that we've been given over time to promote these type of things. Nishi says the world is upside down. Wow. Brother Israel brings up a good point. He says it's the estrogen in the food. LOL. And he's joking, but I think there could be some validity to that because if you look at male fertility rates, male fertility rates are down in this generation so are they putting something in the food are they doing something to increase the estrogen lower the testosterone level because the fight in the man comes from the testosterone so if you lower the testosterone levels or you give them more estrogen then you're going to take the fight out of that man right so we got to hold on to our testosterone try to get more testosterone Specifically, if I if I'm supposed to get married, so that means I got to change my diet. You know, I got to eat a little bit cleaner, lay off the carbs, work out more. You know what I mean? Yeah, make a covenant with the eyes. Absolutely. Preparing our minds for what's coming up next. Absolutely. I got to I got to see the end of what you were saying here, Sister Ree. You said actress is synonym uh, is synonymous with dot dot dot. So I'm not sure if you're talking about the character of an actress or or another word. I've heard things about actresses where it says that you shouldn't. Uh, I guess they say you're not supposed to marry an actress. That was the old thing that they used to say. I don't know how true that is or where that came from, but that's something that I've heard before. 
And I think they were making a deal out of that with the prince. I think his name is Prince Harry over there in England. He married the lady. Um, I forget her name. She's like mixed or whatever. And I don't know. She's She was from the United States. Y'all know who I'm talking about. I don't know the lady's name. But she's an actress. And some people were making that point with him. Brother Israel says, I think I've been eating a little extra due to depression, wanting to feel good. A lot of us go through that, brother. You know what I mean? I think what has to happen is we have to just make a decision that, listen, I want to, I don't just want to feel good, but I want to be good. So that same relief from the food that we turn to, we could get that same stress relief from working out. It's just that working out doesn't feel good. But working out causes you to be good. So that's the the great conundrum of this life. Why can't I eat cookies and get a six pack? It'd be excellent if I could just eat chicken wings and just have 24 inch biceps. But that's not how it works out. So we have to have a long term decision. And it means that we have to have a made up mind. We have to cut things off. We have to be disciplined. We have to cut away distractions and we have to take things one day at a time. Every day is a brand new day. It's a brand new opportunity and it's an opportunity to make decisions, right? So small wins lead to a big victory. You know, I've been eating. I had about a good month where I was eating great. Me and Sister Torrance were doing the thing and we were both doing pretty well. But around the 4th of July, my mom had this cookout and she cooked way too much food. So I had I ate at the cookout. Then I had to eat like the next day left the really next maybe two days leftovers and stuff like that and so that basically threw me off and i still am kind of eating a little bit bad from that so hopefully this week maybe like starting monday i can get back on that track because i'm going out of town at the end of the month and i'm going to texas and i already know that i don't plan on eating good there so <laughs> anyway we gotta win where we can win but I feel the struggle. Man, Sister Rhea asked a good question. I'm going to get to it in a second. Here's an interesting comment. I remember during the Greek picnics, women were getting molested and or raped. And the theme was women can wear whatever they want without repercussions, without any repercussions. Now, this is so debatable, Sister. This is a whole different discussion um, because what the world will tell you is that you should be able to wear whatever you want and that doesn't give anybody a reason to rape or molest you. I agree that nobody has a right to rape or molest you, but the problem with a lot of these liberal ideologies, and that's just what they are, they're ideologies because they're not realistic, they're, they're ideological is they don't take in account the fallen nature of man. This is why they want to have it so that jails, some of these far left liberals, they want jails to not even exist anymore. Or they say defund the police because they have this unrealistic faith in humanity that the only reason people are evil is because 
of the system and the system is really the issue. The law is really the issue. But that's not true because a lot of the law is based off of the morals that comes from God, which is where we ultimately get right from wrong. It comes from God and is supposed to be in our conscience. And that's what our, a lot of our laws are based off of the conscience. So they'll tell you that, you know, all oh, that doesn't give anybody right. It doesn't give anybody a right to rape or molest you. However, some people don't care about rights. <laughs> if I'm a lawbreaker, that means that I break the law. And if your rights are a part of the law, then I can break that as well. So if you're walking around one of these little Greek picnics and you a sorority girl and, you know, you with the fraternity guys or you just with some people anyway, y'all are college age kids, 21 through 27, drunk out of your mind because you at the party high. Some of y'all popping pills, popping mollies, snorting cocaine. Y'all grinding on each other, dancing to back that thing up and whatever song they got out now, she make it clap, soldier boy. So when you mix all of those ingredients together and then you can, you got some guy, he kind of sketchy already. And then you done put about five drinks, five shots in his system, a Patron. And now he see you and he try to holler at you, but you, you know, you, you too good for him. But in his mind, he like, he done made up in his mind. He wants you. So he might, put his hands where they don't belong, especially if you sit out there in some booty shorts. He going to put his hand out there where he don't belong. That's molestation. You know, if he gets you in a compromising position. It's not right, but humans ain't right. And that's what we have to understand. You've got to set yourself up to win. You've got to set yourself up to win. Now, here's a question that Sister Rhea asks. Is it possible to look on beauty without lust? Man, that's a good question, Sister. I agree. Well, not agree because you asked the question. I do believe that it is possible to look upon a look to look on beauty without lust. Man, what is lust? What is lust? A lot of times. In the Bible, they translate the word lust as desire. Let's see what the definition of lust is. I'm going to look up Google first, and then I'm going to look in the concordance. So this definition, intense sexual desire. The second definition is an overwhelming desire or craving. Very interesting. I certainly think you can appreciate beauty without, you know, craving it. But sometimes I think you can see somebody that's beautiful and it doesn't feel like you're being lustful because you're not thinking sexually, but you might crave them. You might desire them for marriage or something like, you know, maybe you got to know them. You desire them for marriage. So I think that's a good question that you're asking. I'm about to look up lust and this concordance real quick. I feel like I've done this before. I feel like it's going to tell me to go to desire. Oh, no, it's right here. It's the word. Okay, lust denotes strong desire of any kind. 
the various kinds being frequently specified by some adjective. The word is used of a good desire in Luke 22 and 15. Okay. Philippians 1 and 23 and 1 Thessalonians 2 and 17 only. Everywhere else, it has a bad sense. The injunction against letting sin reign in your mortal body to obey the lust thereof refers to those evil desires which are already which are ready to express themselves in bodily activity. So there's a lot of different definitions for this. One of them says pleasure. One of them says a reaching or stretching after. So there's all of these. Oh, it's a verb. Here's the verb. To desire, used of the Holy Spirit against the flesh. So yeah, it, it, it's that's that's almost a whole different discussion. But what do y'all think about that? Do y'all think that it's possible to look on beauty without lust? I would like to think so because I feel like I see women, and I'd be like, she's beautiful, and I don't feel like I'm lusting after her. But that's a good question. Here's a question from Sister Pat. From a man perspective, how do we, as women, sisters in Christ, assist men, brothers in Christ in this area? If we are able to, if we are able to, hopefully this question makes sense. Well, I think that sisters in Christ the best thing that you could probably do is hold on to your integrity. So sometimes in the world, guys can see Christian women and they, they'll, they'll like you or want you just like they like or want some other woman. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I think that we have to let our light shine before men so that they will glorify our father in heaven. And I think when worldly men see women of God living a godly life, most of the time, if you're in the world and a woman tell you something like, oh, I'm celibate or, oh, I'm not that type of girl. Most guys are convinced now that all girls are that type of girl. Like that's the, that's the way that most guys think today because the vast majority are like that. I think as a woman of God, you should just hold on to your principles and your integrity and not give in to that. And sometimes that example will, will resonate with the guy. Now, he might go off and mess with the girl that is putting out, but he won't forget that. And I think it will resonate with him. And you can use that as an example to glorify God. Now, I'm not telling you that you should engage in missionary dating, which is basically where you see some worldly dude in the world that you think is cute because he sexy and got tattoos and he thugged out and you like man if i could just save him or you see some video vixen and she got a instagram booty model body and whatever you like a weave and all that other dumb stuff eyelashes and all that crazy stuff and so now you're like oh man if i could just save her i'm not saying you do that 
But what I'm saying is just hold on to your integrity. I think that goes a long way. Um, other than that, just uh, if you're a married woman, just support your husband. You know, the Bible calls the wife a help meet. Okay, so you're supposed to help a brother out. You know, don't hinder a brother, help a brother out. But yeah, I don't think there's really too much that can be done to make somebody else do something if they don't already want to do it. It's really something that guys are going to have to decide. I want to have a discussion about why there's not as many men in the church. I almost want to say men in the faith, but you really don't know because there's a lot of guys that know the Lord, but they're just not involved in the church. They're maybe not very vocal about it. So we don't know who knows the Lord and what the Lord is doing behind the scenes in people's hearts and stuff like that. But on the surface, and especially numerically in the church, there's an overwhelming amount of women compared to men. And I think we need to ask the question, why is that? Here's a scripture from Brother Israel, 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 9. In like manner also that women adorn themselves in modest apparel, with shamefacedness and sobriety, not with broidered hair or gold or, per- or or pearls or costly array. Yeah, modesty helps too. <laughs> that helps too um, as women of God. But the fact of the matter is there's a smorgasbord of women who are going to be immodest anyway. So either way. You know what I mean? It's like y'all, y'all should do that because of your love for Christ anyway. That kind of helps, but I think a dude is going get it, to get it wherever he wants to get it from if that's what he's after. But just really setting that, that example of what a woman should be. But, but really it's up to the guys to get in line. And I'm not trying to throw guys under the bus. Y'all know I love men. I'm all about men. Um... But we got to have this conversation because when we become a peeping Tom, there's consequences. Here's a comment from Jesus is our savior. Jesus is what he's Jesus is what he said out of the heart. The mouth speaks. So God's word is God. Believe truth and walk in it. We're followers and believers in Jesus. We got to keep doing God's will and being morally perfect. Yeah, Jesus did say, be ye perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. Glory to God. Yes, that's the lady's name, Megan Markle. Thank you. Glean from his word. Man, I'm telling you, man, I don't be knowing these celebrities, man. Like, I know some of the names, but I don't know the names and the faces. You know what I mean? I'm just not good with that stuff. They started sending People Magazine to my house addressed to somebody else. I don't know who they addressed it to because that person doesn't live here. My belief is people ain't buying magazines anymore. And I think these magazine companies are like sending it to the wrong address, hoping that people will want to maybe subscribe to the magazine or something like that or read their magazine. Some dude named Timothy Lockwood. I don't know what his name is, but I never got anything from him. But I didn't got like the last... 10 or 15 people magazines. And the reason I bring that up is because all they talk about is celebrities and I don't be knowing who these people are, especially these new celebrities, new celebrities are whack. 
It's too easy to be a so-called celebrity these days. Get one of these blue check marks. Nine times out of ten, that blue check mark to me just means you're an idiot. <laughs> I probably shouldn't say that. I think the Bible says you ain't supposed to call people idiots. But especially on Twitter, that's like the first thing that comes to mind. Like, oh, here we go. Glory to God. Sister Reese says, I definitely agree we should help men as women to not give into wickedness, hold men accountable, rebuke with love. That's one thing to consider. Absolutely. They have narcissists in the world and in and the church. They can quote scripture real good and even dinner in the pulpit as well. Wow. Yeah. Even being in the pulpit as well, I think is what you meant to say. Absolutely. We got to operate in discernment during these times. Man. Well, yeah, Sister Tatiana know what I'm saying. I don't know who these new celebrities be. They just be popping up out of nowhere, and all these rappers look the same, man. All of them, basically all of them got tattoos on their face, got these piercings in their face, got these tattoos everywhere, got this crazy hair, got an ice grill. They're all like carbon copies of each other. You know what I mean? Just so typical. So typical, you know what I mean? But but that's what it is. Something going on with my computer. I don't know what that is. Okay. Microsoft just popping up out of nowhere. Okay. That's new. And I can't get it out the way. <laughs> Glory to God. Um, all right. How do, how do I close this? Oh gosh. Uh, look. Um there okay, I don't know what anyway. Okay. Anyway, listen. So that's what I learned today. I never thought about where the phrase peeping Tom came from. I just heard it, didn't think twice about it. But today I learned that peeping Tom was that one guy that could not control his eyes. And as a result, he went blind. He suffered consequence. Samson suffered consequence. David suffered consequence. A couple of other guys in the Bible suffered consequence. And as men, we have to decide, just like Samson, this is the point I meant to hammer in earlier, just like Samson, how he he said, you know what, even if it means my death, I'm going to take this system down because it's not right, that they're making a mockery of me, that they're making a mockery of God and stuff like that. I'm going to take it down, even if it means my own death. And as men, that's the choice that we have to make. I realize now that I never used to understand why somebody would go into the army or even to a certain degree become a police. I could understand the police a little bit, but I never used to understand why somebody could go into the army. But I realized that if you really love something or you love someone, and you want to protect that person, then you'll be willing to lay down your life. The Bible says, what greater love than a man to lay down his life for a friend? So when we lay down our lives, that's the ultimate testament of love, the ultimate testament of selflessness. And that's the decision as men that we have to make. Look, I can either sit here and be uncomfortable 
in this stupid, ridiculous world where I got to walk on eggshells every freaking where that I go. Or I can stand up and be like, you know what? This is dumb. It's ridiculous. You need to repent and we need to get back to God. So don't get caught being a peeping Tom, giving your strength to women and suffering consequence. But let's walk in the fear and admonition of the Lord because that's where our power comes from. And that's how we stay in the faith. And that's how we gain victory. We got to die spiritually, meaning, well, let me say it this way. We got to live spiritually, but we have to die to the flesh so that Christ can live through us. And it's a spiritual battle. So listen, family, I thank y'all for hanging out with me a little bit tonight. God is truly good and worthy to be praised. That's all I have in this solid talk. You all take care and be blessed. This is Solid Talk. Speaking out loud. Yeah, 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 yeah. Check it out. Speaking out loud in depth, cancel culture can't keep me in check. And from beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. I keep it solid, I'm dropping knowledge. Wisdom, understanding, just like you done went to college. Devil know we working, his goal is to try to stop it. Helmet of salvation and shield of faith that'll block it. Controversial topics, just to keep it honest. Truth hit hard, just like it's a blunt object Culture living godless I can't even call it We in the last days Babylon is falling Don't kill the messenger I can't mess with ya Points got a plethora This life will keep on testing ya Just walk and get the best of ya I'm trying to tell you bruh Only a the shell we say We trying to get the rest Speaking of ya Speaking out loud in depth Cancel culture can't keep me in check In from beginning gotta tell us what's next True believers they can come and connect Call in or even come as a guest And show each other respect Spiritual wickedness in high places Trying to cause division with the people and the races Jesus gave commission, say go out to all the nations So we streaming live on television and the stations No, we taking off like asteroids up in the spaces The cross was Eddie Murphy, then I glory, we trading places The lost must understand that we cannot be void of graces So we preach it to a generation that is faithless Understand his greatness, ancient of the ages Written on my heart, the red letters of the pages the blood of jesus covers all my sin and it erases i pleaded and believe it so it covers all my bases speaking out loud in depth cancel culture can't keep me in check in from beginning gotta tell us what's next true believers they can come and connect call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect try keep my sanity amongst calamity social media nothing more than narcissistic vanity pc culture on a mission and they try to cancel me but i know jesus gonna to keep me covered like a canopy blood give me amnesty no i can't handle me not where i want to be but best believe i plan to be flesh wrestle against the spirit main event and slambery so i need them every day this daily weekly annually iron sharp as iron so i'm strengthened by my brethren we may not meet down here but guaranteed the link in heaven the born again and righteous are the ones he's gonna let in let's keep the faith and be amongst the saints when they step in